welcome to the talk show for talkers on irishtalkers.com. Hello Toastmasters, would-be Toastmasters listeners and friends, you're very welcome to the talk show for talkers on irishtalkers.com episode 4. Paul and I finished a conversation yesterday which was generated by the question, do guests enjoy contests? And there were other questions that came out of that and we're going to carry on that conversation here now. And we're going to attempt to answer some of the questions that Paul came up with. Paul, I would love to try and answer the question that you asked. Why are the screens always turned off? I'm not sure if I'm right because I'm with you. I would much prefer to see screens on and see the facial reactions and the smiles and the twinkle in the eye and the the nice white teeth of some of our contestants. But I will ask the question, and my only explanation for screens being turned off, particularly at the later stages when you'll have lots of people coming in on Zoom, is it they want to make sure that the bandwidth isn't affected for the contestant? I've heard that point. And do you think that that point might be the point we could hang our coat on? Well, you know, I'm not a technical person at all. So the, you know, which is, oh, it's a difficult one, you know. If somebody can come along and say, Paul, you don't know what you're talking about. If um, 60 people leave their screens on, you won't have a contest. Well, I know that isn't true. Because I, I agree with you too. I don't think it's true. I've been to some big contests where there have been a lot of people at them. Mm-hmm. Certainly 30, 40 of them have had their screens on. Yes. And, but, you know, okay, that's a consideration. So if we were trying to balance what to do. So, but I'm, I, I'm really thinking about this whole thing from the point of view of the newcomer, my best friend who I decide, hey, John, come on. I want to introduce you to Toastmasters. Come to one of our very best things. It's called a speech contest. That's why I'm raising. I agree with you. Yeah. Mm. Now, if you say to me, it has to be done at a district final, I'm not much concerned about the district final. I know what you mean yeah although although I do think that if the district final is where you get the very best speakers in Ireland Scotland half of England and half of Wales like in district 71 wouldn't it be really good to give everybody a very good experience I would love to do a trial there are parts of the world where the wi-fi and the broadband is so awful that perhaps that Okay, right. Okay, that's that's a really good answer to why we do it. Let's Okay, see. right. Yeah. Is there any other reason that we that that you can think of? Well, yeah, I would have thought maybe the other reason could have been that it might be a distraction to the contestant. But sure, the contestant doesn't have to look at the screen. The contestant only has to look at the camera on his own screen or, <laughs> or his own webcam and doesn't have to look at the interaction of the crowd at all. Tell me, Ted, you, you're a seasoned competitor. I mean, it is. it may not be known to all the listeners how many uh, speech contests you've been in over the last couple of years, but more than, more than some. So look, during how many of those contests did you spend your time scrutinising the look on the face on Zoom of your audience? Well, if I was looking at them, I was just admiring some of the 
the facial expressions, the smiles, you can take from it inspiration because you know that your words are, are making an impression and an impact on the audience. Whereas if you can't see them, you don't know what's happening. And it's only been in the last year or even in the last year or two that we've had the experience of doing these contests on Zoom. When you're on stage and you have 300 people in front of you, you need to be able to get the energy from those people to even be able to perform. Because whether we're speakers or storytellers, that's what that's what feeds us the 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 vibes that you'll get back from the audience. And that's where that's where the real gold is. That's where you learn whether you can touch people's hearts and minds. Let's stick to the just for because we haven't got all that much time. Okay. Let's stick to thinking about it from the point of view of my best friend or your best friend who has come. So yes. are we both agreeing that the best ex- the experience we want to give our friends is an experience of where they can see everybody and they're not faced with all these black squares? Yes, I'm in 100% agreement with you on that. But as a consequence, what can we do? I've been at a speech contest recently in a club which shall be nameless, won't be mentioned. Okay. In a club contest. And all the screens were left on. Yes. And I tell you what, the contest went very well. And the following night, I went to another speech contest in another club which shall be nameless. And all of the screens were off. Right. And would you believe it? There were even some people in both meetings. I see. Excellent. So you were able to compare notes. Well, this is what got me to bring this into the podcast, because I said, hey, I've been in a situation where both things have been going on. And okay, I don't mind saying this, but I would have been very happy to bring my best friend to the club that had all the screens on. Great point. There is no way I would have brought my wife, my daughter, to the one which had all the black screens. And would they be regarded as being in your best friend circle? Well, look, that's a distraction, that big issue and very important issue. And we'll, we'll, I'll go to the therapist's couch a little later on with you and you. That's No, that's an excellent point you're making, Paul. And you know what it is? It gives us, I think you and I, and indeed Moira, the person who controls the talk show for talkers from a technological point of view, I think all of us should be making an appeal to those who listen to the talk show for talkers to please send us in your comments on this particular topic. I would love to hear what people think of that question. Screens on or screens off. And here are the three things I've made up this little way of thinking. What do you want to achieve when you're putting on a contest? Okay. Number one, let's see if we can all agree, listeners, with this. Number one, it should be attractive. Excellent, yes. That means enjoyable, but also attractive means that by being at it, people will be attracted to join the organisation. Yes. So it's attractive in that sense too. Magnetic even. Holding on to people so they don't leave. Yes. Attractive, right? Secondly, it needs to be professional. I mean, an organisation that set out having speech contests in 1939 or sometime in the 1930s, has had plenty of experience. And the, the least we should aim to put on is a professional, something you can be proud of. I agree with you there too, yes. But there we are. And then the third thing is, there shouldn't be huge long gaps and delays. It should flow seamlessly. So it's efficient. Oh, yes. Mm. 
Now, look, is this a terrible way to describe it? We want speech contests that are like an ape. Attractive, professional and efficient. Ape. That's a beautiful acronym. Well, what about it? I agree with you. All contests should be ape. So perhaps we could, you know, a lot of contest chairs and contest organisers they're all very worried about a whole lot of different things. There's so many bits of paper. There's so many things that if, if, if maybe if people could only remember ape, it has to be, first of all, attractive. So we can drop a little clangor here or a little clangor there. It's not the end of the world. My goodness, you know, I saw a contest chair in a meeting recently who was introducing the contestants and they didn't use exactly, precisely the same words when they were introducing each of the contestants. They, they used one slightly different syllable or their tone of voice was slightly different. Is that the end of the world? Is that the end of the world? It, would it be better to turn on a tape machine that gave a very boring introduction, but which was consistent? Which would be better? Total, absolute Boring consistency or a tiny little bit of looseness around the edges with a smile on your face. I think from the from your best friend's perspective, it would be very refreshing that he could witness or she could witness that the person who is taking on that role is human after all. Oh, I agree with you. That's a fantastic I love that point about humanity. Yeah. It is so of all the words you could have used today. I think that Toastmasters with a human face is not exemplified by a whole load of black screens and the chat turned off so no one can Nobody say Nobody can comment up past there. Yeah, I agree with you. We all know now that the chat has two sides, public and private. We've all had loads of practice. It isn't like we're in week one and we're afraid that people will say, God, wasn't that a terrible speech and say it in public? Yes, I know what you mean. Oh, that won't happen. Mm. And frankly, if it does happen, it's not the end of the whole world, you know? Yes. It's hardly going to be, oh, the judges have a look in the chat, see if somebody said that was an awful speech. And <laughs> so, look, I don't know, Ted, are we, are we crazy, the two of us? No, I, I don't think so, Paul. I think the judges have a lot more to do than rather than looking in the chat. And judges probably wouldn't be doing that anyway. They'd be sticking to their whatever their rule is, you know, and they they wouldn't be concerned about what's in the chat. They're just listening to the speech. And, you know, we're, we've had so long at, you know, learning. You know, we have so many meetings at which the chat is left open. Yes. Actually, in ordinary club meetings, the chat is left open. Somebody makes a speech. The chat is left open. But nobody says, that was an awful speech, wasn't it, in public? They never do that. And a lot of that chat is, is private person to person anyway. So it's not everybody will even see the chat. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, if you go along to a meeting, I mean, if somebody comes along to a meeting and they recognize somebody else, don't they want to say hello? Of course. I think that's normal. I think that's normal too. They might even say, hello, I'm delighted to see you here. I never even knew that you knew about Toastmasters. Or they could even Which is a very relevant point oh. as well. Or they could even say, by the way, I, I like your accent. Where are you from? Yes, of course. And that's another, you know, we got so many different accents. 
So look, shall we stop there with our little bit? I of think a- we will, and you stopped on a lovely acronym. So we're going to ask our listeners, give us your comments on Ape as well. Do you think these were good points that we made at the talk show for talkers this week? And please, we really do need your encouragement and we need your advice and we look forward to your evaluations. So until next week, it's goodbye from me, Ted Melamphy. And goodbye from Paul. And thank you, Moira, for doing a great job in the background. And we'll see you all again, or we please, at least we hope that you'll see us or listen to us on the talk show for talkers. The talk show for talkers is published every week in sections at 4 p.m. every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Go to our website, irishtalkers.com, for more information. Thank you.